Hello and welcome to this episode of Demystified as we explore home cooking in a modern world. I'm Linda and I'm here with my friend Paul. Hello Paul. It's a Friday fun one. It is a Friday <laughs> fun one and I was, thank goodness you said fun. So it is, a, it is a Friday here in sunny Melbourne and it is sunny today so yay. Looking forward to a good weekend. You always sound so formal with your intro. I know, I try, yeah, I know, because it's... just relaxing. And if anyone knows me, they know that I'm the least yeah, formal, formal person, person around. around. Yeah. So today, following today. on from our um, chats about paella and the spices that we use and so on, Yes. when I was down at the wonderful uh, music festival in Port Ferry last weekend, and I was cooking my two paellas for the uh, group, we were shopping in the morning and I found celery salt. Yep. So I bought some because I've, I know that I mentioned it in the podcast and I hadn't. Did you? Yes, I did. Yeah, I was and listening. It was in, <laughs> 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 yes. And so when I was in Spain, this is what the, the chef there used a lot of it yeah. into his uh, version of the paella. And so I bought some and I added it in. Mm-hmm. I must say, I didn't know how much to use and I was a bit unsure what it was. But since we're now talking, um, I thought this would be a good lead. A Linda's good holding segue. up a prop. I'm holding up a like she's segue. doing a TV advertorial. A little, uh, <laughs> yes. But I thought it would be a good segue into how to talk about dried spices because I don't think we've talked about the use of dried spices before. Okay. And so good this one. is a thank you. I told you I was organised this week good for point. the first time in years. Yes. Let me say. So there we are. Over to you now, Chef okay. Paul. Well, I'll hold on to the. Thank you. Now Paul the has the fifty-seven prop. gram jar of celery salt. And let's, for total clarity amongst like our listeners, I opened it and the first thing I did was smell it and said to you, "It's old." Yes. Right. Which I was surprised so, about. Um, now. In the case of a blend, which is what this is, it's a blend of two things. Mm-hmm. It's a blend of salt and celery seed. Okay. Generally, I mean, you can read on the back what it says, but that's what it, the majority of it should be. This one has been stretched out a bit. Meaning uh, it's been so, diluted. Yes. So celery, good celery salt should be celery seed and salt. Now, mm-hmm. the mix can be anything, right? Like 60, 40, depends, right? Um, this one, and I'm reading the very fine print here, has got rice flour in it as well, which will actually means you're not getting as much celery salt as you paid for, basically. They've just used rice flour to extend it out. That won't have any impact on the flavour. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, in the case of a, a, a blended thing like this, you, you've kind of made a good decision to start with. You've only bought a small quantity Unless you are using dried spices in large quantities, you should, as a general rule, especially if they're ground, so I suppose we need to specify you have ground dried spices and you have whole dried spices, and then you have blends, which is what this is, the celery salt is. Um, As a general rule of thumb, I think smaller quantities are better for several reasons. The problem with this particular container, and I'm holding it up as though I'm doing a TV auditorium <laughs> now, the problem with this particular tainer, container is it's in a uh, clear glass bottle. Clear is never good. Now, I know in my sort of prep area, I have it in clear plastic containers, but I use them far more often than you would use them. Any Anything dark is much better. Okay, so the light will affect 
the pungency of both especially ground and blended spices. Whole spices are a little bit different. So you need to keep them away from white and you need to keep them away from heat source is also important. Um, the idea behind them, and especially if we start with whole spices, is that when you use them, you release the oils that are trapped inside. When you buy them ground, those oils have been released, okay? And it's kind of like anything. They lose their pungency and aroma and flavor over time, and they also get acrid and rancid quicker than what you would think, especially if they're treated to a lot of light and a lot of heat. So quite often these days, and if we come back to sort of appliance world where I'm from, you see people building in to their island bench uh, induction cooktop. And underneath that, because they're a small footprint, right? Underneath, directly underneath the induction cooktop, they'll have a drawer. And a lot of manufacturers will have them set up as spice drawers. I've seen that, yes. Probably the yeah. worst place you can keep your spices. So while induction works in a very particular way and it heats the inside of the pot or pan, there is still radiant heat that comes down from the item that you're cooking through the base of the unit. And that's also where the cooling fans are for the induction cooktop itself. But they, it does get warm, right? It's the worst place you can keep your spices. In a pantry, a dark pantry is the best. Buy in small quantities. And where possible, I think it's always better to grind your own. And when I say grind your own, mortar and pestle will do it. So buy your spices whole and grind them yourself. And when you're using them, you kind of want to activate them. So you need to, probably Indian cookery is famous for doing it. So mm -hmm. you'll always see, not always, but depending on what the dish is, is being cooked. But let's take a lot of curries will start off with like mustard seeds and you pop the mustard seeds in a lot of oil, right? Or in a amount of oil. You need to activate the spices by adding heat, but you don't want to do that over a medium heat over a long period of time, which is what loses their pungency. Um, so they will lose their color, they will lose their flavor, they'll lose their pungency if you keep them too long. So smaller quantities is better, which is why you quite often see spices like this in 50s. I mean, it's quite precise, right? 57 gram container. You do pay more. Right. Yeah, the packaging yeah. alone. The packaging would be alone is worth is, so much more yeah. than the contents. Yeah. yeah. So what you're probably better off doing is actually going and buying some celery seed and a small amount. Let's say you could buy a hundred grams of celery seed, so it's still a small amount, but then you grind what you need to make celery salt and just make your own mix. Now, in the case of you buying this and then saying, "I'm I'm not sure how to use it." the best thing you can do is taste it. So try it. Well, that was pretty bloody <laughs> obvious, wasn't it? And well, what did I not do? I didn't do yeah, that. Especially if know. it's a salt, right? So you don't know, unless you really read the fine print here, you don't know how much salt it is or how salty it will be, what salt's been used. Remember, yeah. because we've talked yes, about we salt, have talked right? about salt, And yes. the different ways that salt enhances flavor, but you can also get metallic taste from salt if it's got a high iodine. So if you're doing a blend, like one that I have in my cupboard and out mouth will say every day of the week, there is one which I buy from a very particular place, which is a Moroccan spice blend. It's got a thousand different things in it and I, it is a convenience product for me. It's kind of like buying a pizza, right? I prefer to make my own, but at times I need a convenience product and that's really good on barbecue chicken and bits and pieces. I don't use it often, but rather than buy the 17 different spices that 
that needs to create it, I just buy that and I buy it in small quantities and it's really good. But to know what it tastes like, to know how to use it, you gotta taste it. So okay, taste, that makes sense. Taste your spices first. Yes, of course. Because um, most people will know like, like coriander seed or mm. cumin seed or anything yeah. like that. But if you buy a blend and especially something with a salt in it, like I, the famous one, especially in Australia, and I don't know if it's famous elsewhere overseas, is chicken salt. Oh, chicken salt. The right. ubiquitous chicken salt. Yeah. yeah. Everywhere chicken, you go. And chicken salt is essentially just dried stock cubes mixed with salt. That's... Chicken stock cubes, like back in the day when I was a kid, yes, circa nineteen eighties. That would, that's how you made stock, right? Yes, you had that, and they were in a little like foil packaging, individual foil packaging. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. And like, if you wanted to get the day off school and make yourself really sick really quickly, you just ate two of those. <laughs> no well, way. That. No way. But chicken salt is essentially mm-hmm. like a stock powder mixed with salt. Okay, kids, don't try that at home, yeah, please. Yeah. But any time you get a blend, especially a salt blend, you're best off tasting it because that should be a significant part of the seasoning of your dish. So my question to you then is, although you did use this and I can see roughly how much you used, did you add salt as well? No. No, I didn't. I normally don't so, add a lot of salt yeah. to my paella. No. Okay, I so figure there's enough in the mix with... Uh, did you try the paella before you served it no actually no i did no sorry i personally didn't but i did have a couple of taste testers who for the two paellas i had going at the same time um okay so here's a fundamental they were actually saying no that tastes really good yeah so whenever you are cooking whenever you are cooking try Try, try, taste, try, taste, all the time, trying yep. and tasting. We have talked about that before. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like... But I... Yeah. yeah. And if I imagine the size of the paellas that you did, they would have fed, what, 12 people each? Well, one was small. One was small. Oh. And yes, one, one fed probably... One would feed 12 and one would definitely feed uh, six. Yeah, okay. So we're talking a reasonable Fair volume about. of food, mm. right? How, how many kilos of chicken went in it? Over a kilo? It was... Let's do... I'm four, just trying to... Four chicken breasts. So, yeah, yes, so over, over a kilo. kilo. How much and rice? And then uh, it was only three quarters of a cup of rice because there was a lot of vegetables and a lot of chorizo and chicken. Okay. So I pulled back the big uh, pan because yeah. that rice does, you know, create a lot of uh, volume and um and you you've used it wasn't i would full. suggest don't to forget you, it. they're never full yeah i would suggest to you that you've probably used maybe there eight were three grams. there were three because my friend i le- there was enough chicken and chorizo and vegetables left yeah. over that then when i had returned to melbourne my beautiful friend i left evelyn all the ingredients and she made one for their lunch yeah on the final day so this is so this is season three paellas yes yeah so i just for all the all the viewers at home listening, <laughs> there is, uh, at best, a fifth gone. Mm-hmm. Now, if I was doing that sort of volume and if I had tasted this, I would suggest that it should be over half gone. Okay. So I reckon you've under seasoned. 
Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I can't say for sure, no. but you've understood. But if you tasted it now, what, how would you describe it? Well, I've tasted celery salt before, and most bars have celery salt in them because it's a, a um, vital part of a Bloody Mary. Oh, is it? Yeah. So okay. Vital, vital part of a Bloody Mary. There's a lot of salt in this mix. And there's, there's paprika in there as well, I can tell you. In there? You taste it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Sorry, it's really hard to see. It's quite small. Yeah, paprika and capsicum. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Um, it's quite salty. So it's poor quality salt, I can tell you, because it's got the metallic taste in it. But nonetheless, it would have seasoned your paella reasonably hmm. well. Um, but yeah, sorry, we're getting off topic. Spices, looking after them, using them, all the rest of it. There's a couple of other spices which you should definitely buy in smaller quantities. One is nutmeg. So nutmeg is one of those ones where it's well worth investing in a microplane. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yep. And yep. fresh grated nutmeg. Ground mm -hmm. nutmeg is not a good thing to buy. It just doesn't have the same punch or aroma or... It, do, it just doesn't work the same. So... The difference between whole cumin and ground cumin is very minimal in flavor profile. Ground nutmeg versus whole nutmeg, it's kind of not dissimilar to what you get from ground cloves versus whole cloves. Whole cloves are a, a much rounder flavor, whereas yes. ground cloves are very difficult to get exactly right for the recipe because generally you're using like an eighth or a quarter of a teaspoon for something. Um, so I prefer whole spices in those scenarios. With those two in particular, mace is probably another one. You know, I've never used mace. Yeah, I, I think it's a bit old school. Not a lot of people use mace anymore. Um, and then other ones which I don't think work as ground is allspice. Mm -hmm. So allspice is quite a common one, which goes into like suet puddings, um, goes into a lot of that Christmassy sort of yeah, yeah. Cakes and things like that, Christmas puddings, all that sort of stuff. We'll often use allspice. I think grinding your own allspice is better and it will keep longer. And what goes into allspice? Allspice is a spice. Oh, is it? Of its own. Oh, it's not a mix of no, others. No, it's not a blend. Well, that's a bit of a misnomer in the name, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, it's not a blend. Okay. Yeah. But sometimes you're forced to get a blend, right? Because there's very particular um, blends which sort of have their own flavor. So it's kind of like this, right? So celery salt, it's a thing, right? It was kind of probably invented by spice manufacturers um, and you sometimes can't mimic it. Now, celery salt, you can mimic yourself. A couple of the ones that you can't are Chinese five spice. It's really hard yeah. to make your own. So Chinese five spice is very distinct flavor and I've found it very hard to make my own exact copy of Chinese five spice because you quite often don't get quantities. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure there's a recipe out there and someone would have done it, but I think it's probably a lot of work. Um, so Chinese five spice, I think things like those Moroccan spice blends and stuff like that, you're probably better off buying the blended one already. But simple ones like this, celery salt, you'll get a better celery salt by buying your own celery seed and mixing it with good salt and it'll give you a better result. Celery salt can be delicious. Really good on top of a Bloody Mary, as I said, but anything with tomato, it's really, really nice. Okay. Um, what other ones? But yeah, I think you've got to grate your own nutmeg. 
allspice, you're better off grinding yourself. Mace as well, cloves as well. Um, get get them whole, but then everything else is sort of open for whatever you like. So the ones that I keep often as whole is cinnamon, but I also have ground cinnamon. So Dutch ground cinnamon and whole cinnamon, they're two very different, they give you two very different flavor profiles. Mm-hmm. Um, so cinnamon I'll throw into a braise, but I would never throw ground cinnamon into a braise. But okay. I'll throw ground cinnamon into a curry with a cinnamon stick as well. Okay. Right, so mm-hmm. um, what else do I use? Like Szechuan pepper is another one, which I think is a must-have for every kitchen. Szechuan pepper is really good in desserts, really, really good on fish. It does a lot of things. It's not a common one that a lot of people encounter, but Szechuan pepper is really good. Is if it you, hot? Is it spicy? No. Okay. And if you mix Szechuan pepper with salt, you get what's called prickly ash. That's what that's called. Um, and we've meant to have several conversations about it, but then you can get into the native stuff. Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah. That's another topic for another day. But, but especially for where we are, like Australian native spices, they're super, super pungent, super strong, full of aroma, full, like punch you in the face flavour. Yes. That's um, true. Yes. Like, you know, we right. have this thing called mountain pepper. It's, and you can look it up on the internet, mountain pepper or pepperberry is also known as. And it kind of looks like a, a black peppercorn. It's not dissimilar in looking. It's a little bit more purplish in colour um, and generally not as dried as a black peppercorn. But every now and again, you'll eat like, let's say you eat corned beef, right? And in the corned beef liquor, you'll throw peppercorns yeah. in it. And you might get one stuck in your tooth. You know what I mean? And it's hot and you go, oh, wow, okay, that was a whole peppercorn. But you, you work your way through it, right? It's not going to kill you. You cannot do that with a single no. mountain pepper, pepperberry, corn. No. It, it no. is so hot and so f- like in your face. It's not chilli hot and it's not wasabi hot. They're two different things. Very different. No, but that's it right. Is, yeah, so with, yeah. The, with the ones that you don't understand, just be tread carefully. <laughs> Particularly say. those ones. Yeah. How do you feel about, I see a lot of um, recipes on my phone that pop up that have granulated garlic and onion, and yeah. I don't, and I don't, I've never used either of those, and I don't know. Big in um, North American cuisine. Okay, I've never, I've yeah. never used them, and so. So I've used them, probably in the last like two or three years, um, but for very specific things. So I would never ever do powdered onion or garlic or granulated, and there's differences, right? So. You can get powdered garlic or granulated garlic and you can get powdered onion or granulated onion and they're very different and they behave very differently. Okay. I think powdered onion is actually a quite quite a cool um, thing to play with. I use them for very specific needs because I still believe that a sautéed onion with some garlic in it is a better flavour profile for most things. So... You might see, like on Food Network in America, someone will throw that into their tomato sauce for their pasta or their pizza or whatever. For me, no, no, never, ever, ever. But I have used it for things like making burgers. It's kind of, and it's kind of cool. Like, but I'm not a big one for 
spice rubs and stuff, especially for the barbecuing culture, where over there it's huge. You can get a you can get a spice blended mix for everything. You'll have Kansas City ribs and St. Louis ribs, and everything has got its own spice blend. Okay. Um, I've never been a big one for that because I prefer to. I want to taste the pork or the fish or that's what I want and I want salt to use to bring out that flavour rather than mask it I think is what I'm trying to say um, and a lot of them will contain and even the spice mixes that I'm talking about it wouldn't surprise me if like Moroccan spice mix and other ones will have granulated or powdered onion and garlic in them they're interesting to have in your cupboard they don't keep long because they draw humidity really quickly so they get really hard and rocky Oh, okay. And they're hard to use after that. And even if you put them in a blender or a spice grinder, they're hard. Like, so they really need to be looked after if you want to keep them. Um, but yeah, they're worth playing with, worth experimenting with. I but see a lot of recipes. Well, I see a lot of recipes that seem to be putting it on, like a chicken that will breast that'll be um, butterflied. Yeah. And then have cheese or cream cheese, and then different sprinklings of onion or garlic yeah. and I just thought well, I've never really thought of that yeah no. I mean you yeah it, do, it doesn't give you the true onion and garlic flavour that's I mm. think that's the thing about it right so nothing will like even though it's dried onion effectively like it is dried onion I'm not 100% sure on the process but I'm pretty sure it's not cooked so it's a raw onion note rather than a sauteed or cooked onion note it depends what you want like I, I'm not a, I don't object to them mm. but they can be a little bit sort of dried fish foody to me sometimes especially okay. in a blend but then again I'll buy some spice blends from where I know I'm getting them from so like famous ones um, Razel Razel Anut which is a North African spice blend Zatar which is another oh, yes. one yeah. Dukka that's yeah. a spice blend yeah. you know we've embraced those ones totally yeah. um and they're really good, like a good dukkah. You can make yourself. Yes. Right? Very simple. Sesame seeds, pistachio nuts generally, coriander. There's a half a dozen ingredients in it. It's not difficult. But get some good warm bread and olive oil and a bit of dukkah. It's nice, yeah, it's right? It's fantastic. And it's good yeah. to, really good to cook with. Good for chicken, yeah, good, good for tagine, yeah, like yeah. anything like that. Yeah. So they're kind of, yeah, they're good, but you can make all of those yourself. So, yeah. I still, like, I keep a minimal amount of spices and I try and use them up reasonably quickly rather than get... I mean, I could walk into a spice shop and buy a gazillion of them, but rather than have them all sitting there and not being used often enough, I'll get small quantities and use them up. The ones that I use the most and the ones that I enjoy the most, I really, really, really like good quality smoked paprika. I think it's unbeatable on a lot of things. It adds a roundness to a lot of food. So I really like that. Um, cinnamon, as I always have. Star anise I have all the time. Star anise really good in all sorts of things, mm. not just in Asian food. Like it's quite, it's used to quite a lot in French food, actually. Um, obviously peppercorns of different sorts. Uh, nutmeg I keep. You know, I mean, I've got a lot here, but this is it kitchen kitchen but at home I don't, I don't keep a whole lot and certainly coriander cumin turmeric dried and ground turmeric absolutely because I do a bit of curry 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no. I don't know. Well, there you are. I think we've only touched, scraped the surface, really. We need to... Really explore this more. Yeah. And especially the native stuff, because it's, it's... Yeah, that's some serious... If anyone's got the opportunity to get some native Australian ingredients, try some of the spices. Really. Sometimes they are hard to source here, aren't they? Yeah. Online is actually grow, the best yeah. place. Like, it's hard to grow them, but online's the best It's hard place. to grow them in, in source, in quantities. It's yeah. hard to get, like the flour and so on, it's hard to get quantity enough. There's growers, but yes. Yeah. But yeah, like any spices, whether it's a blend, whether it's whole, whether it's whatever... I suppose my advice is small quantities is best. You can always go and get more. And small quantities and try and... Keep them in the dark. Keep, keep them in the relatively dark. relatively cool. And try and make your own blends with just a... Yeah. With just a... Yeah. Mortar and pestle. Yeah. And, or if you're or fancy like grinder. you are... Yes. Get a spice, spice grinder. grinder. And yes. then spice grinder, it can be... It's, it essentially is a coffee grinder. Right? Effectively, yes. Yeah. So... And they're, they're a brilliant piece of kitchen kit to have. Really, really good. Because you can do like... The starting of a curry paste in them so you can yeah. throw lemongrass and turmeric and all those hard sort of mm. ginger and all that and you can just blitz that up in there they're really they're a good toy fantastic well thank I you to, might need to get one of those for christmas actually mm, i can recommend where i got mine from yeah. well all right thank you for that and uh for everybody out there listening uh we'd love to hear some feedback on what your favorite spices and must-haves are so out there, happy cooking, everybody. Happy cooking. Happy weekend. And until see next, next time, week. see you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast as we explore home cooking in a modern world. We'd love you to subscribe. And for more information, please go to our website, cookingwithsteam.com. Mm-hmm.